Welcome Northeast Conference fans to the latest NEC Now podcast on the NEC Overtime Pod. Today I am joined by Sacred Hearts Shannon Torres and St. Francis University's Michelle Narvaez to discuss not only their academic and athletic careers, but also the importance of Hispanic Heritage Month. Thank you both so much for being here. It's great to have you. Thank you. Okay, so Shannon, we're going to start with you. When you're not competing on Sacred Hearts track team, you're hard at work in the classroom where you're majoring in communications and media arts while also minoring in biology and Spanish. And you're also a Spanish classroom assistant, MUD magazine video content creator and student ambassador. It's a very busy schedule, you know, on top of your athletic commitments. Um, Just on the academic side, why did you choose to pursue this kind of combination of majors and minors? Um, well, actually, when I came to Sacred Heart, I was I came for a neuroscience major on the pre-med track. So after my sophomore year, I realized like that wasn't for me and I wasn't having like a good time. So I had to switch. And so after thinking about it all summer long, I decided communications. And I chose that because with the concentration in sports media, because I realized that in two years at that point, I would be done with track. And that was kind of like sad to me because I like I've done it for a few years now. I was like, my life without sports would be so like weird. So I decided to do that. And then after a semester of that, I decided to add the media arts major um, because I was had a lot of interest in film. And so that's where I'm at today. Well, I would love to see some of those films at some point. You should send them to me. But yeah, I mean, I totally like get that. I was I was technically a psychology major, but I played field hockey in college. And I like, was like I don't want to stop. And like, I loved journalism. I had a journalism minor. So it's like, yeah, let's put those two together and talk about sports. And yeah, just those like extracurriculars. Why are those important to you? You know, the Spanish classroom assistant. And um, Yeah, I guess I, when I came to Sacred Heart, I fell in love with it immediately. And so I wanted to become involved in things that really um, had a way for me to show how much I love campus and the community around it. So uh, ambassador is new this year. I just became a student ambassador. I'm still in the process of almost training um, and that. And I had my first shift like this past week and it was really like, it was such a fun time to like show the families like why I love the school and why you should come here. And this year I'm also in student government for the yearbook editor for the senior class. Um, and then Spanish, um, I have a minor in Spanish. So um, as I knew my professors and had a lot of fun in class, they, as an ASP speaker, they thought it'd be really cool for me to CLA, tutor those kids that, you know, had a hard time or just needed it for a core class or just like uh, their major. And um, I've learned a lot through that. I learned a lot about culture and how I, it's so important to speak both languages. Yeah, I mean, again, busy schedule. I have no clue how you have the time. Kudos to you. And um, Michelle, so I know you're a freshman, so you may not have everything like kind of figured out academically. I know I did that for sure. But can you just tell our listeners a little bit about why you chose St. Francis to continue your academic and athletic careers? Because you're a member of the swim team as well. Well, um, I made my decision. I went through the entire process before even seeing um, the university, before even being on campus. So um, it took me a while to make my decision. I had to um, discuss with other swimmers and other students. And I spoke to a swimmer that was also from Florida. So she gave me like a little intel and everything. And she was um, another like, she was one of the biggest reasons why I even like decided to come here. Um, It's small, it's everyone, you know everyone. I'm a freshman and I already know so many people on campus and it's just, it's a great environment. You just, I don't know, everyone knows everyone, everyone, you feel like the professors speak to you and you can like um, one-on-one with every, with every professor. They never have issues. Um, 
it's just like you I don't know when you come here for me I feel like I belong like somewhere because um just because of the kind hearts from everyone I guess yeah that's great and were you able to do your official visit because I've heard a lot of people weren't able to no I was not <laughs> yeah I'm sure that didn't help you with everything, but I'm, you know, I'm glad you kind of ended up where you're supposed to be. That's really great. Um, and okay, Michelle, we'll stick with you. Then we'll go back to Shannon. Um, same question for both of you. Just very generally kind of question. Um, what does Hispanic Heritage Month mean to you? Um, it means, a, I guess it means a lot of things. I didn't really have a connection with my, with my Hispanic side until about uh, maybe 15, 16 years old when I had to go uh, live in Colombia for first half a year and then a year later um, for an entire year. I ended up having to train with the Colombian national team oh, wow. and travel with them for over a year. So I had, it was just a complete 180. I had to completely like, I, I understand all, all like Spanish now, but before I didn't. And so like it was just, it was, it was a change. So, um, Imagine. yeah, so I guess it just means for me after that year of experience, Hispanic heritage just means, um, family and just being around people that you love and always having someone to talk to and, um, care for you. And I guess, yeah, that's it really. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine that was a giant culture shock and so different. Yeah, it was. People to, you know, train with the national team. I'm sure that that was really helpful from an athletic perspective, but that's, that's cool. Um, yeah, Shannon, same question to you. Um, mine's a little different from Michelle. <laughs> um, actually, um, I guess Hispanic Heritage Month to me means like, like what Michelle said, like family. And I been to Columbia for every year since until I got to college. So I actually haven't been to Columbia since 2016, which I realized, you know, thinking about this interview, I was like, that's like a really long time. <laughs> I used to go every year. Um, and so it became really important to me once I came to college to actually find like it in me to think about like this culture that I have, like maybe back home. Cause like here, I don't really like, I have like the Spanish minor and I know these professors, but I don't really like, like here with my housemates, don't see like the same like household I did back home so it was it was really weird to not like maybe hear my parents speak Spanish or um or watch tv in Spanish stuff like that so um so I think as I've grown older and now I realize that I haven't been in so long it's been super weird and um I'm like fluent so I think now if I talk I have like an accent <laughs> which is like so kind of sad because I never really had one until I got here, and I think that's because I'm hearing it less and less. And the busier I become, it just, um, <laughs> I think, goes away because I don't hear my parents as often. So, so yeah, I think Hispanic Heritage Month means a lot just because it's that month where, like, I, th I think about it a lot and I think about how much cult the culture has impacted me and how it led me to almost, like, grow up different in my household. Yeah, and those trips every year, like, did you have family back there or... It was just like for trips, just to, you know, keep you kind of immersed in the culture, things like that. Yeah. So my mom is Colombian and my dad is Puerto Rican. So my mom's side of the family is mostly um, in Colombia, all the way from her mom to her uncles and all like that. Um, she only, here in the U.S., she only has like um, her dad and her her siblings. 
So we would go every year to visit uh, my grandmother, who unfortunately passed away this past oh, December. Sorry. It's okay, thank you. Um, so yeah, so I haven't even like been over there. I hadn't seen her since, I think she came to the US once after 2016. But um, with the whole COVID thing, and yeah, my mom like came back just in time actually, because she was there. Oh for like December and then like kind of hit the year after so, so it was kind of like um good timing almost when I call it that um but yeah it was a lot just to visit my mom to see her mom and um it was good for us like me and my little sister um would always like have that month to like eat, like speak Spanish like all month long and to visit our family and just you know step away from American culture for a little bit yeah that's that's great I mean glad like for you that you were able to have that experience I'm sure it definitely helps you kind of stay connected um and again another question for both of you how have you seen your heritage kind of influence you in your sport especially kind of growing up um, well when I was when I'm in these states in the United States you don't like you don't really the only like part I get from like my Hispanic side is um is when I'm at home you know nothing it doesn't really interfere with my training but when I was training in Colombia, you know, obviously you just, you get a lot of it. <laughs> it's just, um, the, the environment's different because, you know, with Hispanics, I feel like you're raised in a family environment a little bit more. So I feel like, um, like this, this, your teammates, like in Colombia where I was, they were just, I don't know, they had just different, like, personalities I guess a little bit more like like <laughs> louder upbeat the practices were always there was always um music and always like something going on and it's just that's different I feel like from the practices in the states like, yeah I, um, I actually I played field hockey in Ireland for a little bit and something I've heard a lot of people talk about especially in Europe but I want to know like you have a similar experience but the way different kind of countries outside of the United States approach sports is very different with a different kind of intensity. I'm kind of curious, like if you had that sort of experience, especially compared to like, you know, at the collegiate level. Um, I just feel like in the, in the States, it's just a taken, everyone's like so serious, yeah. you know, I'm like in practice, I'm known for like talking too much and <laughs> always being a beat or like singing or something like that. So like when I'm in the States, I don't, people don't think that of me. But when I'm in Colombia and I'm training, everybody knows that I'm like that. Cause it's just like, it's a more relaxed environment, I guess, down there. So, yeah. Yeah, I believe it for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, Shannon, just like, if you had anything you wanted to add, feel free. I don't think I have an answer. I mean, um, it would just be like, I don't, I don't know. Cause like my parents, my mom moved here when she was 15 and play sports. She kind of came here to graduate from high school and then go to work. And my dad in Puerto Rico, like, didn't really play sports. And I was like the, like, I'm the further oldest. So it's like, I guess sports wasn't something new to them because I was like really quiet growing up. But even when I went to practice or anything, it was just like, they always wanted to make sure I was like committed and that I was having a good time. But I don't think I, if my culture really said anything about I mean totally fine if it doesn't yeah. to ask but yeah so moving on um throughout Hispanic Heritage Month we're encouraging our followers to engage with Hispanic culture by reading books listening to music viewing films and tv by Hispanic creators among a bunch of other things so what is something you can recommend our listeners try reading or listening to or watching 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I listen to like reggaeton, bachata, like a lot of Spanish music, like on a daily basis. And I like have a speaker and everything and I connect to the Bluetooth speakers in the pool. So um, I already have like a bunch of students here listening to Spanish music. And it's like already, it's only the fifth week. So um, it's like exciting, I guess, because they're really interested now because they had never heard it before. So like, I don't know, just different, just like, I recommend like different types of music, like yeah. definitely like reggaeton was <laughs> definitely like one of them. Good. Awesome. Our listeners, you know, did you hear that? Gotta listen. <laughs> um, and Shannon. Um, I agree. I have a playlist as well with Spanish music, whether it's Sebastián Yatra or Murat. Um, but me and my mom also like to watch novellas. So last summer we watched um, on Netflix um, La Reina del Flow. And then this past summer we were watching Amari Vivir, which are like Colombian telenovelas and they're like super dramatic and they're really good. So I recommend those. <laughs> so yeah, those are really cool to watch. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier that like at home you'd be watching, you know, Spanish TV with your family. So that's, that's yeah. great. Um, okay, and just by way of wrap up, if you could highlight one thing about your Hispanic culture, what would it be? It could be honestly anything. You're welcome to repeat yourselves from something you said earlier. Um, I would say the celebrations. I feel every time in Colombia, the celebrate the celebration is just ten times more than it is in the U.S. Like my parents love having Christmas over there. And like Christmas to them starts at um, almost midnight and lasts all night long. <laughs> and yeah, you go to bed. Exactly. And it's like the celebrations are so much more over there. And it's like so much more tradition. My favorite one, I think, is definitely when I went to in 2016 in August is like La Festival de las Flores, which is like a festival, flower festival. Yeah. It's like, like a week long festival of like um, things are decorated by flowers, cars, there's parades. And it's like represents like the end of slavery. Um, from at the end of like the 1950s or something and it was um just because uh men and women would carry like um people up hills instead of like flowers so that festival represents that and it's just like they would uh flower um, farm workers would just like create these wooden um almost figures and like decorated with different designs of flowers and there would be like like contests of which one had the best design and i just feel like the traditions and like the celebrations over there are just a lot more fun than they are in the u.s <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely agree. I think my favorite, it would, of course, either Christmas, because, you know, everybody, like all my friends had to wait, wait for the next morning to open presents and everything, and we got to open them at midnight. <laughs> but um, I think my favorite would probably have to be Semana Santa, because, um, I don't know, whenever, I've only gone, I've only had, like, experienced it once before, but um, it's Holy Week, basically. So I don't know. It, you're right with the celebrations. They're just they're they're bigger over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, I mean, thank you both for being on and kind of sharing your perspectives and a little bit about your background. I really do appreciate you both taking the time. It's it means a lot. Thank, thank you. Of course. Um, that was Shannon Torres and Michelle Narvaez, and this has been NEC Now. <laughs>